It be too late to alter course, matey. And there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove. And mark well me words, matey. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> the code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from scottartis.com. And I'm Heather Artis from blackpearlminute.com. Thanks for joining us for Minute 75 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. You know, as we're about to be rounding out the week in the ultimate demise of our staycation... I do see the light on all the projects, and I'm crossing my fingers we just might actually have a few days to semi-kick back and at least, well, not be running at full speed. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, sometimes it's nice just to do kind of a half-speed thing, you know, with the staycation. Kick back, catching up on reading, hanging out with a bottle of wine, or... Oh, we haven't even had wine. Well, in your case, a boatload of grog, I should say. But hanging out in the backyard with the chickens, or when I say chickens, I mean our dogs. (laughs) And just maybe catch up on the show, too. So we do have some temporary projects eating up our free time right now, and I'm looking forward to getting those buttoned up. Then it's all Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Well, almost all Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, I should say. (laughs) You ready to just do this and let's try and get back to staycation mode? Yes. All right. Let's go. In the previous minute, Barbosa conducts an ad hoc performance review, channels Bon Jovi, and decides the best course of action is for Pentel to say hello to his little friend, and give him a shot through the heart. <laughs> the cursed crew begins a wee bit of panicking and pointing fingers, blaming Pentel and Rigetti for grabbing the wrong turner and being the cause for failing to lift the Aztec curse. Reunited and it feels so good. Elizabeth and Will continue with my solid gold music references, but more importantly, find an opportunity to grab the medallion and begin to escape. <laughs> Solid gold oldies. <laughs> Minute 75 begins with Twig yelling at Captain Barbosa, You brought us here for nothing. Barbosa replies, I won't take questioning or second guesses not from the likes of you, Master Twig. Keeler chimes in, Who's to blame? Every decision you've made has led us from bad to worse. The minute ends with the cursed crew grabbing torches and running after Elizabeth, Will, and the Aztec gold medallion. As they get to the long boats, they begin shouting, Where's the oars? There's no oars. Bosun says, The oars have gone. Dot, dot, dot. So endeth the minute, so let it be written. <laughs> so let that's, it be said. That's Yeah, maybe so let it be said. So let it be written. What is that saying from that? What is that? The, uh, what's that Yul Brynner movie? Charlton Heston, Yul Brynner, Ben-Hur? I think it's Ben-Hur. So let it be written, so let it be done. I think that was kind of the Pharaoh saying in that. That's my jump back to the 50s. I think it was Ben-Hur was in the 50s, right? 55? I'm pretty clear. 56? You could be looking it up while I'm doing this. Or actually, it's probably getting my Charlton Heston biblical epics mixed up, but I think maybe it's the Ten Commandments in, right? 56? Yeah, I think it is. So let it be written, so let it be done. That's pretty much yeah. my commandment here in the studio. I say, what? well, actually, what I say goes. So it's, so let it be written, <laughs> so let it be done. <laughs> That's a funny one. 
You actually <laughs> slapped your knee. It was a knee slapper, really? <laughs> yes. So we are channeling the 50s again. I had solid gold 80, 70s and 80s music references. Now we're doing knee slapping. <laughs> oh, man. This is it was be... so funny. I couldn't help it. <laughs> well, just like the Cursed Crew, I'm getting a bit impatient now. What are you impatient for? Well, everyone is starting to point fingers and blame others for the last 10 years of hell they've gone through here. Yeah. The crew just seems to be on the verge of a mutiny or maybe voting in a new captain. Or is it really just their emotions taking over for the moment? What do you think? I find it interesting how quickly things have turned on Barbosa. Yeah. Everybody was all... You know, they were, I mean, a couple minutes ago. They were cheering and rooting on and Barbosa's doing his speech and getting everybody rallied up and, you know. This is a very good now, point because it comes back to what I was saying that everything, that his speech was going on way too long. He was rallying the <laughs> troops way too much. He got them super excited about this and then it's the letdown. It's like the movie thing. You hear all the trailers. You see everything. You're super excited for the movie. You go to the movie and go, oh, well, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. <laughs> it didn't live up to the hype, that's for sure. That's what happened here. Yeah. He should have just toned that dang speech down, just like I said. <laughs> you know, a long-winded speech, it could have just been a short-winded speech. Then they would have just been okay. You no, know, I told him to listen to you. He just chose not to, I Nobody guess. wanted to listen to me. Yeah. Now look what's happened. The crew is yeah. all ticked off because they had their hopes up. Yeah, they're they're pretty ticked off at Barbosa here. Barbosa, damn you. You were going to give us a whole bushel of apples to eat. <laughs> each, each, each of us were going to eat that. So, But nobody cr- will challenge him, though. No, but so are they, they're not necessarily on the verge of a mutiny then, or are they? Or is it just actually all their emotions bubbling up and they don't really want to challenge him? Well, they won't. They didn't challenge him. Well, they didn't even he vote offered. Them, So it sounds like that there's not really a pirate vote here. It's more of a challenge. Yeah. You can challenge the captain and become captain yourself yeah. if you challenge it and we've seen that in other movies yeah. actually even in black sails didn't they have a kind of a challenge set up i think there was a I challenge so. at some point yeah yeah but nobody wanted to do that nobody nope. wants to- <laughs> this is like taking the command of a sinking ship all their stuff is not looking up for them right now who wants to helm that beast yeah <laughs> you already got crew that are pissed off now you want to take charge? You're taking charge at the worst possible time. Not after the curse is done, everybody's happy-go-lucky, you're going to spend your treasure. You'd be taking charge at a time when you got to find the medallion again. you got to find a real turner. This is not a good time no. to be doing that. You'd rather just get it off your chest and yell at Barbosa a bit, but and still let him do the commanding. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. this is not a good sign. Yep. Keeler says to him... Well, especially, actually, if I can interrupt, because... No. It's not like there's any benefit to them being captain anyways besides commanding the ship because they all get to just roll into the captain's quarters anyways and sleep yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Them, you they could just, you know, anytime they want. That's a real hashback to a previous episode. <laughs> Heather tried to convince me that anybody could just roll into the captain's quarters and sleep there. Giving you so all the entire cursed crew, all these skeletons are just hanging around <laughs> sleeping there. Okay, we're not going to go over that again. Keeler tells him every decision you've made has led us from bad to worse. So over these 10 years, everything that he's that Barbosa has done. Well, I think that they forgot the big point, though. Barbosa has actually led them on a quest that has collected 881. Yeah. Okay, 882 now medallions. Yeah. And almost brought them right to the brink of ending this curse only to be stymied. 
Yep. By a lying Elizabeth. Yep. You can never trust a woman. They always lie to you. They'll break your heart. All these guys are sitting there, all had their hearts broken just by one single woman. Oh, man. It's what women do. They're heartbreakers. Really? Yeah. Really? Shot through the heart. Ask Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi will tell you. <laughs> bon Jovi doesn't lie. So Mallet here, he's saying that... Oh, yeah. I had a note on Mallet, too. It was you who sent Bootstrap to the deaths. Depths. 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 It was All you radio people out there depths. listening, as we're trying to say deaths and depths. Yeah. You should see our mouths in the studio. It's like slow motion. It's like molasses rolling off our tongue. Depths. <laughs> yeah, they're blaming Barbosa for sending Bootstrap to the deep. How about I see? I just said the deep. deep. It's much better. And not having the blood to repay the heathen gods of the Aztecs there. But this goes to where Will's father is. Exactly. They sent him to the dicks. The <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're chewing a mouthful of cud here. I actually had a big heaping <laughs> teaspoon of peanut butter before I came in here. It was brilliant. <laughs> no, I'm trying to do that. It's like my tongue has swelled to six times its normal size right now trying to say that word. Swear. So the question is. Thanks for announcing that. What is it? They sent Bootstrap to the deep. Yeah. After he has the curse. That's right. So, I wonder if we're going to see what's... something about that in a coming movie. That's so strange. It's it's really like all this stuff ties together. Can the skeleton form breathe underwater? They can't die. We already know. Oh, they can't, they can't die. die. Yeah, you're right. He's just sitting away down there. Wow. Poor guy. Exactly. I brutal. wonder if we're going to find out what happens to that poor lad. Poor lad. <laughs> Jack Sparrow thought highly of him. And he did. So there you go. The only one that's not fuming at the moment is, can you guess, who's not upset right now of the Cursed Crew? Who's not upset at the Cursed Crew? Yeah, just repeating the question doesn't really help you <laughs> come up with an answer, nor does it give you a satisfactory enough time, Jack? sufficient enough time to actually, well, you're kind of right. Because we haven't spoiled that spoiler yet, but I'm just going to say the only one who's not fuming at the moment is the monkey. And so for all you know, wanting to know about that little spoiler, I just said, you'll just have to hold on until we get to that. Is is Jack the monkey still giddy about all the... How could you just drop Jack the monkey when he hasn't really been named Jack the monkey you yet? You've already done it no, a long I did time not. ago. Yeah, a long time ago. No, he's hanging out with a chest full of gold and he's still ever vigilant. Yeah. Is he still... Giddy over the gold? Yeah, he is. He's sitting on a gold chest or a chest full of gold. So he loves the gold still. My precious. <laughs> exactly. I hypothesized in a previous episode that the monkey is the real captain. You probably remember that just yes. awesome yes, idea. I, I do. Actually, most of my ideas are so awesome. You just sit there and go, I can't really believe this guy's ideas. They're really just at, at a pinnacle of greatness. Yeah. yeah. But Every anyways... Day. Since he is maybe the captain, this is why he's like really the only one who's ever paying attention. Or at least in this particular scenario, the yeah. one who's paying attention in the treasure cave. And I thought, well, actually, let me because the monkey, as we said, the monkey is the one who's pointing the escape out by Elizabeth and Will. It was also the one who was trying to give a signal or at least heard that Will knocked over some coins. See, the, the monkey is the only one who's actually ever paying attention here to the surroundings. Right. So it's the antithesis of you paying attention to your surroundings. So the monkey is not you. It is the furthest thing from you. 
So I just wanted Is to give Doc on Heather Day. No, or what? I just wanted to give you context so you know and have a feeling of what's going on. But I thought maybe Norrington needs to hire the monkey or get a monkey for himself. So this is where I expand on my grand monkey idea. The monkey could pick up on all the nonverbal cues and alert Norrington when something is wrong. That's a good idea. Just imagine how things could have turned out if the monkey started yelling and pointing at Elizabeth while she was dying from the corset of death on top of (laughs) Fort Charles. Norrington could have prevented her falling over the edge. Yeah. The monkey would have pointed it out. He needs to own a monkey. Would have jumped and started pointing and gone. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he does. He needs the monkey. Everybody needs a monkey. Don't really get monkeys, guys. No. Leave the monkeys in the forest, please. This public service message brought to you by Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. I must say that Barbosa is rather eagle-eyed. And he notices, because we talked about this yesterday, when Elizabeth picked up the medallion. Yeah. That not only is Elizabeth missing. Okay, I, I can give him that. That's a, a rather large human. And I'm not saying she's a large human, but in comparison to some gold nuggets. Yeah. Just, I don't want the looks. <laughs> I'm not saying she's a large human. I'm just saying she's large compared to to stuff. Yes. And Elizabeth, so you know, she's laying there. You could easily you see. You did say a she was there. a large human, though. She's a well. In, yeah, I didn't mean that. In context uh-huh. to, in context to <laughs> the nuggets. So Elizabeth, <laughs> really? Yes, not <laughs> nuggets. You're already going there. Not talking nuggets. We're talking gold nuggets. <laughs> I gotta. I, I gotta go say everything. So gold nuggets. And Elizabeth, well, he sees that Elizabeth is gone, but he also notices that the medallion is gone too. So amongst all the other golden jewels, he sees that the medallion and Elizabeth are gone. Well, he's got this keen sense on that medallion. Well, that's what I was wondering. Is it the keen sense that he's just so tuned into the Aztec gold that much that he could see or feel when it was gone? Or he could zoom in on it with his eyes. He could just automatically tune into it. Because so I, I didn't see him paying much attention to her and the gold after he slapped her and she rolled down the treasure mound. I no. didn't see any paying attention to that. No. He went on with his own business. That's right. So for him to, when the monkey alerts him that something's up and he automatically looks to see that Elizabeth's gone, then you can kind of see the camera doing the pan work to yeah. show you that he's looking for the gold as well and it's not there. So how did he know that, how did he spot it amongst all that other gold if he really wasn't paying attention to where it went? Unless he does have that sense of tuning into it. He's got that, it's like fried in his brain, the look of it, you know, and he could pick it out of a it's possible, pile of actually. Gold. Well, if you've been looking that hard for 882 yeah. medallions, I'm sure you could probably end up picking it out of a crowd. Right. Especially if it does call to them, maybe brings their eye fairly close yeah. to it. They can kind of zoom in on it mentally. Yep. Rush does a great job in the few seconds when he sees Elizabeth and the gold are gone. And he doesn't say anything, but he gets these like twitches. I don't know if you notice the twitches kind of on his face. It's those twitches or ticks you get when you're highly irritated. Yeah. And he has them. And I just think that it really bolsters his anger with this whole freaking situation here. That he's, Yeah, he kind of you know, did like a Elvis slip almost. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth and the gold have left the building. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not our first Elvis <laughs> reference in this it podcast isn't? no we've had other yeah Elvises? you oh, just man. couldn't come up with a song oh i couldn't no when i said oh when i told i told you he was speaking elvish oh yeah the, <laughs> the whole <laughs> <laughs> and then he couldn't come up with an elvis song <laughs> that's probably true <laughs> oh man 
sometimes I wonder how things just devolve so quickly on this show. <laughs> things can be so serious and we're talking serious. And then other times... <laughs> like facial twitches? Yeah. And then other times it just goes downhill so yeah. quickly. Yeah. It really is amazing how this stuff works. <laughs> I'd like to go back to the monkey here. You know when he's pointing hey, out... Hey, where are the monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> People say we monkey around. <laughs> I'm Casey Kasem. (laughs) Barbosa sent in a letter, and I'd like to read it. He has a lust for golden apples. Golden apples? Gold and apples. Oh, okay. That peanut butter thing going on. That peanut butter going on again. Yes. I have uh, some interesting facts when we see the apple again about green apples. Oh yeah, I'm going. We just talked about a bushel of apples. Yeah, but we didn't see the apples. Oh, okay. Anyways, you were saying... You have more facts on apples? Oh, I have just an interesting tidbit about that. Oh, okay. So when the monkey is pointing, I was listening to the documentary. No, the commentary. I was listening to the commentary, and they were talking about the monkey pointing. Yeah. Well, the monkey originally learned to point with his other hand, or paw, whatever you want to call it. Yes. So he learned to point... So the trained monkey already knew how to point, but it was pointing with its other hand. Right. But for this scene that didn't work, they couldn't point with his, he couldn't point with that hand. Oh. For this scene, he had to point with the other hand. Yeah. So it took something like three weeks. Oh, geez. To actually train this monkey to actually point with that hand. Wow. Talk about stalling the production yeah. timeline if you have to yeah. wait three weeks had to, to train a monkey. And that's crazy because it's such a, just a small, I mean, it is a big thing because the monkey is the one that tells Barbosa that Elizabeth and Will have escaped, or at least Elizabeth has escaped. He doesn't know that Will's with them. Yeah. At least I should say that Elizabeth and the medallion have escaped. So it is a big part of it that the monkey does that in points. Yeah. But it's crazy that you almost have to stop production on that particular shot just to get the monkey to point. So yeah. did everybody else leave or... And then they just come back and do a drop-in, you know, have the monkey kind of sitting on the treasure or something and doing a close-up of it pointing. It must have been how it would be. Maybe, yeah. I don't, they didn't go into that, but they did say it took three weeks. Because you don't see like the three monkey, weeks to get him to train. Because I don't think you see the monkey with a bunch of other people doing that. It's more of a close-up of the monkey doing yeah, it. So I they probably just towards- brought him to the cave production set there and then had him do that. But three weeks later, then they could finally finish that scene, if you will, after yeah. the monkey had already been finally been trained to point with the other hand yeah because that's the crazy thing the monkey is not going to yeah if it hasn't been trained to point and it's the signal is to point a certain way or the signal is to point and then it's going to point how it knows to point right it's like a dog shaking you know if you train it to shake with one hand oftentimes it will continue to use that one paw when it does a shake yeah so you have to kind of try and train them to use both of them but the monkey would then have to would either be pointing the wrong direction or they'd have to flip the shot or do a mirror image kind of thing and then it'd screw things up. Right. So yeah, three weeks to do that. It's, so much goes into bringing animals on set. And that's probably why Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio didn't want to bring a parrot into the movie. Because there was already a monkey that they had to say deal with. And when I say deal with, that they had to train or make sure that, you know, animal actors and things like that, that they had to work with and train and be part of the set and learn cues and all that. To bring a parrot on board is just bringing another animal that potentially has all these variables that you're not going to be able to account for and can potentially slow things up. Well, in the commentary, there's multiple times that Kira Knightley says 
something about the monkey because we had the monkey in this scene. It took like so much more time to yeah. actually record the scene because it was so. At least you didn't it, say tape this time. I, <laughs> <laughs> so instead of saying even film, she went to record. <laughs> Would somebody hit the goddamn DVR button? I gotta record this. I guess my brain doesn't like the word film. <laughs> So Heather actually believes that you still film and you have a hand crank on the camera. It's all that's pretty cool though, but no. But yeah, she said multiple times in the commentary that because of the monkey, it took them a lot longer to actually film that scene than it would without the monkey in it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. It's just why they probably always say it's always hard to work with kids and animals because they're they just have their own little minds going on. Of course. They just can't do what you want and sit still, can they? <laughs> That's all I got. I think I'm still kind of in staycation mode, so this will probably be an unusually shorter episode than we normally do. Oh my goodness! I know. I think we'll let people no get out of here. History or anything, man? No, I, I'm. Re- I just want to kick back with that bottle of wine and be in the backyard <laughs> and hang out since we're here. Maybe not have to do any work. So yeah, yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay, that's all I have for tonight. Yeah, and maybe that we've been in the cave for quite a while now. I was so anxious to get to the damn cave, and now I'm going, okay, let's move to the next big thing. (laughs) We're done with the cave. (laughs) Well, this one was more of crew getting upset, and we've talked a lot about the crew. We've talked about Barbosa, and so I didn't really want to just rehash a lot of that stuff. I just kind of wanted to move things to that next kind of setting. And we didn't get a lot of pirates with themes that we haven't already been introduced to in this particular one. So it was like... We were scouring. Could we really identify that one? Maybe, but we weren't really sure. And then you couldn't, it'd be hard for us to point them out. And so we just kind of left it as is and yeah. figured eh, we'd roll to the next one. And then we could go run out and have some wine. Yep. So there you go. That's all I have to say about that. Don't get angry at me. So we'll just <laughs> say we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 76 of The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then. Let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. Arr! What's that, Banjo? Heather's been drinking at the Faithful Bride Tavern? Take me to her, buddy! Blimey! Passed out in the mud with the pigs? Again? This sty is your second home. Heather, wake up! The show's done and you're supposed to tell everyone where they can find us, where the after party is, and how their voicemail may be featured on the show. Banjo, get me a bucket! Hey Scallywags, while Banjo's getting some water to wake up Heather, it's time I say thanks for listening. If you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out and we greatly appreciate it. Have a question or comment? Give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. We just might play your voicemail on the show. You can also give us a shout at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. And don't forget to join the post-episode brawls on Facebook and Twitter. If you're interested in our best of clips, you can find us on SoundCloud. All the links are at blackpearlminute.com. It's that easy.